Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. Sydney comes alive as the championship comes down to the final race. As uh, you know, I was in the wall, I saw uh, Mark look pretty sad as well, and, and Jamie went by, and he didn't actually look too bad, so I, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was a bit... Annoyed at that point. Johnson Racing resolves its ownership dramas and the Sydney circuit gets the thumbs up from the drivers. This year, you know, I think that you know, it should be even bigger you know, with, with, um, you know, with the attention it got last year and you know, Gunners coming out this year, I'm sure it'll prove to be one of the key events of the year just like Clipsal is. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on this special night before the grand final edition of the V8 Insiders. Taking the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Race 25 saw Jamie Winkup on provisional pole position, but it was Lee Holsworth who took out the shootout. Holsworth leading off the start, but it was Winkup who soon showed he was on a mission to close up the championship gap. Courtney took a different pit stop strategy, and Winterbottom both had opportunities at the lead. But with 59 laps to go, the rain changed the entire race. In first, so I can't believe these guys followed, really, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they can't learn from that, they can't learn, can they? Normally you got the best line, Frosty, so we just follow you. <laughs> no, was, uh, I don't know what I was doing. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was sideways, I think, at that yeah. point. That left Jonathan Webb taking his final stop to put his car on wet, driving away to win ahead of Jason Bright, who was hunting him down on the last lap. Success uh, would have been a top ten for me, but to come away with a race win at this stage of my career is you know, well above expectations. But more than happy to take them. It's not going to happen that often in this uh, in this game, so uh, absolutely taking one up. Rick Kelly passed Stephen Johnson to take out third spot. Peter Norton caught up with Jason Bright and Rick Kelly. Jason Bright, when there's a crazy race, some people put it down to luck, strategy, or hard work. What was it for you that got you up to second? Well, I mean, we, we, we certainly had a, a really good strategy all race. You know, we, we'd, um, coming from the back of the grid, you have to have a good strategy to, to get up there. And, um, you know, we were up there pretty much, you know, pretty early in the race. You know, we, we sort of um, started from pit lane, you know, got some fuel in hand. We, uh, we, we worked really hard to make sure that we made the right calls all day. But, you know, the, it, was, it all, all came down to that last call with the safety car. And, uh, sorry, you know, whether you go to wets or not, um, you know, Webby... Fortunately, uh, or unfortunately for us, you know, went for the wets. He was, he was a bit further back in the field and was able to take a, a bit more of a gamble. Um, you know, uh, when I saw how much was raining down the other end, uh, you know, I, I was pretty keen to come in and pit. We had a fair discussion about it on the radio on that whole inlap, and um, you know, they left it up to me on the last couple of corners. So, you know, it, it could have gone either way. I could have looked like a deal like I did at Adelaide earlier in the year, but this time it paid off. Rick Kelly, quite an amazing race out there, and congratulations on pulling off a third. Yeah, thank you. It was a, definitely a whirlwind race for us. There's no doubt about it. Um, it's a bit of a Bradbury. I mean, 
there was people going off everywhere. We got stopped guys. We were last every time a safety come out, car came out with bad, you know, bad timing for us, I guess. So uh, we're just very lucky. But um, our team's had a you know, reasonably tough year. So for us to get a podium, we're, we're very happy with. The championship contenders talked about the situation they found themselves in sitting in pit lane waiting for their cars to be ready to get back out on the track. Uh, look, you know, it was, it was wet. I've, uh, I backed off going into that corner because I went through the chicane before and let the other guys catch up and the car just, we are talking about before, the car just aquaplaned and went straight off and that was at a pretty slow speed. So um, big, big hit, it was a, a pretty big impact actually. So obviously not slow as what I thought it was, but um, yeah, just a crazy race. Obviously wets was a way to go and you look back now, we've got damaged cars and what would have been? Jamie Winkup indicated that Triple Eight will be trying to get their DNF reversed to a complete finish. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. They forgot to put my name down at the end there, but um, we'll, we'll, work, we'll work on that overnight to see if uh, we can get some points back. James Courtney, do these nights get any easier to sleep when you're battling down for a championship win? Um, oh, sleeping's not a, never really been a drama. So, um, but no, look, it's um, you know, it's chaotic. It's uh, it's, everyone's really tired, I suppose. It's, it's been a long season, but the adrenaline keeps you going. I'm sure, uh, you know, Monday morning I'll wake up and, and uh, feel all the pain of, of the whole year. But it's, uh, you know, hopefully we're holding the, uh, the trophy or it's in the, in the bedroom, which will, uh, you know, pain will vanish pretty quickly. To win it in Sydney, what would it mean? Um, yeah, it would be great. I grew up just down the road. Um, Mum and Dad are out here. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, you know, it's... It'd be great. I stood on the podium here yesterday, oh, last year on the Sunday race, and and uh, you know, I'd be I'd love to be able to do it again, uh, you know, in Sunday's race and and hold the trophy up for the, for the championship as well. In the Fujitsu Series, Steve Owen wrapped up his second consecutive championship today when he won race number one. Nick Perkett and James Moffat completed the podium. Race two concludes the championship on Sunday at 12:25. Did Pink show her allegiances when she sent this message to the championship contenders? Good luck this weekend, boys. May the best man win. Go, James. Drivers have given the changes to the circuit the thumbs up with Mark Winterbottom saying the reprofiling of the front chicane is a success. You know, there wasn't many issues with the track or the event last year. I thought it was fantastic. The only one issue might have been that kerb, and they've, um, they've obviously fixed it, so... You know, it's, a, it's a credit to everyone who's involved in the in the preparation because um, there's not many faults that we needed to pick on it and we pick it at one corner and they, and they fixed it so um, better racing better on the equipment um, you know it should be better race so Lee Holsworth said the track patching is also holding up well. Adjust your lines every lap to make sure you weren't running on that same line and where it's breaking up. And, um, you know, you'd, you'd creep across so much that you ended up using the curbs on co- some corners that you usually don't. So, um, you know, hopefully we don't have to do that this year, but it looks pretty promising at the moment. Off the track, and Dick Johnson has secured his team's future, taking back majority ownership of the team. In a press release on Saturday, it was confirmed that changes to Dick Johnson Racing will see Dick Johnson resume his majority share ownership. Co-owner Charlie Swalcolt will step away from the team to pursue interests outside of motorsport, while DJR sponsor Crimsafe will come on board as a minor partner in the business. Dick Johnson also confirmed that Jim Beam will be on board for a two-car team in season 2011. In a press release from Charlie Swerkholt, he said he's enormously proud of what has been achieved over the past almost three years and can't say enough about the commitment and performance of the people they have at DJR.
His decision to sell his share has been a difficult one, but the time is right, and I've made a decision to switch my attention back to the forklift business. I leave with many personal regrets, but equally I'm looking forward to watching its ongoing success. Dick Johnson Racing is expected to announce Stephen Richards joining the team lineup for 2011 at the end of the weekend. Kelly Racing has arrived in Sydney with a new look. Bisley Workwear have signed a three-year deal with the team to become its official workwear supplier. With the Bisley banner on the windscreen of the Jack Daniels car this weekend, it kicks off what they hope will be a long-term relationship. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders, night before the grand final edition. And joining us from Big Pond Sport and V8X Magazine, it's Briar Gunther and our night before specialist, John Bannon from Auto Action. And John, first to you, could you imagine to see a championship fight in Sydney going down to the wire like we're seeing with basically two out of the three contenders not finishing and the championship leader extending his advantage. Yeah, it's an amazing set of circumstances and uh, the race for a while today, early on, didn't seem that exciting and then all hell broke loose and uh, it became uh, enthralling viewing very quickly and yeah, it's, it's interesting. I guess James Courtney now is in a quite a strong position for tomorrow and uh, really a, a lot of things have to go wrong for him to lose the championship now. Bri, your thoughts on what was an interesting day's racing? Oh, yeah, it turned out really crazy in the end there, didn't it? As John said, the race was a bit boring at the start, but, wow, when that rain started coming down, everyone had pitted already and then obviously didn't need wets until it really came down. It was just like, wow, what the hell is happening here? You know, maybe it was a bit of a a silly call by at least one of the three because, really, had they sort of hung back a bit and and not gone into that first corner so crazy, uh, you know, things wouldn't have turned out the way that they have. But, interestingly enough... It was different strategies right through the race for Courtney and Winkup, who are the two main protagonists, John. Well, it looked uh, pretty dire for James Courtney at one point. Winkup was up a stop and he was right behind him. And uh, it, it certainly seemed for a while there that uh, James Courtney's championship was completely screwed. So how things change so quickly is, is quite remarkable. He went from, could be finishing well down the order with Winkup, uh, having a lead in him, lead over him going in tomorrow, and uh, now I've got the reverse situation. Very interesting. Briar, it, it was amazing there for lap 60 when the rain came down and the car started bouncing off the uh, the walls. Like at one stage, it looked like there was pinballs in a pinball machine, didn't it? The way they were bouncing around. Oh, absolutely. Like, I've got it written down. The amount of people that went off in that actual lap on that corner, it was just crazy. You had Will Davison, Alex Davison, Shane Van Gisbergen, Craig Lowndes, then you've got the top three. Uh, Todd Kelly also went off around there. It was just crazy, absolute bedlam. 
you just thought one of those three guys would have got through at some stage. Although we must um, say that we've just got word that our Wing Cups team is actually going to protest that. Non-finish? Yeah, the non-finish, the end of the result. Uh, the stewards are saying that he's a DNF at the moment, but from what he's saying, the team will appeal that. Yeah, and that's critical in the uh, fact that the championship has a difference between 60 points and 113 points. That's a lot of places on the racetrack, John. That's exactly right, and every point counts at this stage of the season with one race to go. And, I mean, Triple Eight would be absolutely mad not to appeal and and see what they can get out of it what have they got to lose just a few thousand bucks for the uh, for the challenge i guess but uh, i'm sure when the championship's up for grads you don't worry about it we've heard that all before with the uh, race for the championship it it sort of but not completely has overshadowed a race winner jonathan webb getting a first time win for him one year after he uh, stepped up from being the fujitsu champion Oh, I'd have to disagree with that, Craig. Even when he crossed the finish line, the media centre was in applause. I mean, we never do that. So that was just, you know, a really nice touch to the end of the day. And, and uh, both James and Jamie recognised his race win. I mean, it was just incredible for him to to just get through the day like that. And his team made the right decision to put on the wets, and it paid off. And congratulations, John. It's funny because uh, I heard that uh, John made the call, uh, Jonathan made the call, but Jonathan certainly credited his engineer for the call. Oh, that's normal within a team environment. I mean, it's not just the, the one person. I'm sure there was discussion between the, the two, and and that's why he's given that, that credit there where it's, where it's due, and he knows that his team are behind him. So it'd be crazy to say, oh, it's all me. I don't think you get many racing drivers who will get up there in, in the press conference and say everything was down to me. That's only us media, isn't it? Uh, guys, we need to take a break here on the V8 Insiders Night before the Grand Final. Plenty more right after this. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders night before the grand final. John Bannon and Briar Gunther with me, and uh, off the track has been every bit as interesting as on the track with Dick Johnson Friday sorting out what he'll be or how he'll be shaped in 2011, and he's going to own the team as the majority owner with Crimsafe owner coming on or with Crimsafe coming on board and then of course uh, Charlie Swarkholt still owning the number 18 license but leasing it back to Dick Johnson Racing so they can have two Jim Bean cars next year. Have I explained it well enough? Yeah that sounds good to me Craig. <laughs> it is confusing though. It, it is uh, but I, I guess it's it's been a big story that's been running in, in a lot of magazines and and on the radio and really it's been the talking point of, of V8 supercars for you know, probably a good month now or so. And how destructive and disruptive has it been to Dick Johnson Racing with who are ch- challenging for a championship? Oh, exactly. The fact that James has been able to stay up at the top, at the very top, for so long is just 
it's just such a testament to him. It's a testament to the team. You know, he hasn't made secret all the things that are going on there. He said the team's looking, all the crew are all looking for new jobs. Uh, you know, at one stage it looked like they might not have even made it through to Christmas and they would all be out of jobs. So, you know, it's just an amazing effort by all of them there at Jim Beam Racing. And take nothing away, they win the Sydney 500 uh, race one. Last year they won the Sydney 500 race two. They've got pedigree on this circuit, John. Well, I mean, if the form's on, on the board, then you always can believe that uh, you, you can do well. And it's just interesting that, uh, that the car that they wanted uh, up there today uh, wasn't there at the end. No, and that's uh, a critical thing. The Sydney track, though, where we've seen a couple of changes, as the drivers spoke about, uh, particularly on Friday, and where they've reshaped the first chicane. And it certainly made it, in their eyes, a lot more drivable when it's dry, of course. Well, we've still seen our fair share of carnage this weekend. Uh, you don't have to look past this race. You can see what's happened in the, in the Fujitsu Series race today. So whenever you've got a small runoff area, when you've got uh, a track that's tight with walls all around it, uh, you'll always get a little bit of carnage, or you'll at least, uh, I guess, be keeping the, the panel beaters in a job. Talking about carnage, it is the last event for the Smash Repairs team. Yeah, that's right. They've been here for something like 40 years, which is longer than the V8 Championship has actually existed, going back to touring cars. Uh, They've decided it's time to, to end it for some reason or another but I mean it's just so sad from what I've been told you know they repaired the Greens Tough car back when Dick Johnson was in in the racing so and you know the memorable one for me was when they repaired that Team Kiwi racing car overnight and got it back I mean they did a massive job there that was back at Bathurst 08 I think from memory so you know they've just been there they've helped out a lot of teams and um, you know I think it's been a great program and and just Good luck and all the best to all those guys because they've just done such a great job over the years. And a lot of the apprentices have gone on in starting their own businesses and a lot of other things, so it's been a valuable training ground for them. Guys, Sunday, the championship still on offer. I think the money, which shortened overnight and particularly after qualifying, Briar, most of the punters going back to Wing Cup, they might be jumping off and getting back on Courtney now. Yeah, Wing Cup did close in on a bit. I'm not sure exactly how much, but I had read that he'd closed in. He was favourite, in fact. Oh, he went up to favourite. Well, there you go. Uh, look, I think depending on what comes out of the steward's office tonight and how far a lead James actually does have, I think will sort of help determine that a bit because really, you know, so long as James circulates tomorrow, he's got it in the bag. Um, but, hey, like we saw here today, anything can happen. John, your thoughts about the uh, the championship situation and how do you think it's going to play out? Well, I've... I think, you know, it's just said there, uh, James Courtney has it has it in the bag. He just has to cross the finishing line, you know, probably if he's somewhere in the, I imagine, top 12, he's he's won. I'm not exactly sure of the the, the figures, but either way, and certainly if he finishes ahead of Win Cup, well, it's a done deal, isn't it? It's going to be an interesting day tomorrow. Uh, do you want to try and pick a winner? And I'll go with John Bannon first for the second leg of the Sydney 500 or race 26 of the championship. Who do you think is going to manage to come out of this on the top step of the podium? Well, Jamie Winkup will be going out there to win it and he's probably the most likely because he, he has to. And Courtney probably may not go out there to win it tomorrow. I mean, he's a racer, so he'll want to, but he doesn't need to. So if he gets into a tight battle, he might uh, just decide to let a car through uh, so and, and play it safe. 
So I'll go for a win cup win tomorrow, given that that's exactly what he has to do, and, and he's a fighter, and uh, he doesn't want to give up the chance of uh, three titles in a row. Bri? I'd probably have to go with John, really. I mean, Jamie's got the most to lose, so, you know, he wants to win, he wants to get up there, and who knows if the chips fall his way and he wins and Jamie James finishes down the order, you know, things different things can happen. But, um, I mean, you'd also have to put Lee Holdsworth in there. He was doing well today, although I think it was a, a strategy error that put him a bit back down the order. And, I mean, Garth didn't have a good race today, but, you know, he was great here last year. So I really couldn't pick it, but I'd save Jamie for the favourite. It's amazing, though. We, I can't remember the time where we've seen as many unsafe releases in pit lane and that has caught a number of drivers out this weekend it's uh, could be such a big lottery this race john bannon and brian gunther thanks very much for joining us here on the night before the grand final thank you craig thanks craig after the white flag lap we're going to find out what jason bright and mark winterbottom are going to get up to at the gunners concert tonight i hope you'll stay with us find out more about your favorite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the v8 insiders You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. On this week's White Flag Lab, as we go to air, the Gunners are getting set to rock the ANZ Stadium. Jason Bright and Mark Wing, Jason Bright and Mark Winterbottom joked about what they'll be doing at the concert. You see Brighty with black nail polish down at Gunners Saturday night. That'll Blue. be a, that'll be a, something worse. I'll, I'll be on the shoulder with a cigarette lighter. My thanks to everyone who joined us this night before the grand final edition of the show. Until next week, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.